It's the integral star. What up, Cam? Not much. What's up with you, Zach? Not too much. Oh, the anonymous fact checker is on the line. Hello, friends. What's going on, sir? How you doing? I am doing just fine here in my anonymous state. Anonymous mid-Atlantic. 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 There he is. What's up, Mark? Hey. All right. We're all here. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the Intramural Star, where college friends stay connected through conversations about sports. I'm here. Mark is here. Cam is here. The anonymous fact checker is here. Fellas, I'm excited for tonight's podcast. We got a lot to talk about. We do. I also appreciate you guys pushing it back, and they allowed me to go ball last night, which was nice. I appreciate that. How did you do? The most important thing that we have to talk about in sports this week, what was your stat line? How did you do in pickup last night? I, uh, I shot really well once I got into the flow of the game. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit out of shape, but once I got going, I shot the ball pretty well. It's cool, though. Like This is a group that's played in Hanover since before I was born. A lot of older guys, but they can play. Okay. A lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. All right. Guys ready to get into this? I oh wait, I I have one more question about All this right. group. Do they play more like Mark or more like our anonymous fact checker? The majority of these people. They play more like the anonymous fact checker a majority. Okay. Of these yeah, yeah, no, they can they can it's figure... stunning and cunning and creative. Yeah, they're creative. They're creative. They also they have a little bit of cam in them. There's a little bit it wasn't too much talk, but one uh, I went through a family friend, and at one point he uh, pulled up, hit a three right in my grill, right after I'd made a few shots mm. on him, and people were giving him bragging on him a little. He pulled up, hit a three right in my face, and then turned, smirked, and told me to tell his daughter about that tomorrow. Damn. Yeah, it was pretty savage. That I, is amazing. I want to be like him when I grow up. It was. It was pretty awesome. I immediately texted her once we were done because I was like, you, you'll never guess what your dad just did to me. Mm-hmm. It was pretty wild. Got it. Cool. All right. Speaking of basketball, nice segue into our first conversation. Oh, yeah. March, March Madness technically started last night, but the real fun begins tomorrow around at 12, 17 p.m. At 12, 17 p.m. Thank you, Mark, for keeping us on our toes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, how do we want to do this? Do we want to just run down by region, talk about teams we like, any upsets we see, and then who we have winning each region, and then we'll talk about our final four after that? I like it. Right. Okay, sounds good. Let's do it. Okay, so we'll start up east. So, the number one seed in this region is Duke. Um, I'll start. Yeah, Duke's going to roll – into the Sweet 16 and probably into the Elite Eight without really being seriously challenged. So I see them going far here. Um, Michigan State, I like their road there. Um, I see those two meeting up in the Elite Eight. But prior to that, um, I have one – well, two upsets of note, I guess. I have St. Louis upsetting Virginia Tech. Okay. And then I have St. Louis upsetting Mississippi State in the next round. Okay, you like the Billiken. I do like them. And then I like them to get absolutely dismantled by Duke. Wow. <laughs> that game's going to be so sad. Yeah, I, 
I feel bad for him. They're going to be riding an awesome high after that first weekend, and Duke's absolutely going to demolish them mm-hmm. in the Sweet 16. For sure. Okay. All right, what about you guys? Um, okay, I'm going to go. I mean, Duke is going to do very well. I do not agree that they won't be challenged. But I have Virginia Tech meeting them in the Sweet 16. Virginia Tech beat them in the regular season. Um, but Duke's going to roll through this through this part of the bracket. Um, I do have Belmont getting to play against Michigan State in the Sweet 16. Oh, okay. Um, I was watching that Temple-Belmont game. I knew I thought Belmont would win. And now that they've won, the Bears think they're going to get to the Sweet 16. I think that's my upset pick for this part of the bracket. There you go. Cool. Mark, what do you think? Um, I don't want to go into too much detail here because I'm going to save it for my weekly predictions segment. Okay. But um, I do agree with you guys and that Duke's going to – do their annoying Duke things and um, head into Sweet 16 pretty much without competition. They'll win both games by over 20 points. Um, I agree with the Belmont pick. Um, Sorry, anonymous fact checker, but I just don't have any confidence in Maryland. Mm. Um, So, yeah. um, I also like Yale. LSU is under a lot of scandal right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but... Who knows? It's March. Anything could happen. But I like Duke and Michigan State and the Elite Eight. All right. Who do you have winning that region? Michigan State. You have Michigan State? Cam? Yep. I have Duke winning it. I have Duke as well. I mean, Zion is just – he's ridiculous. R.J. Barrett's underrated somehow. I mean, I, yeah. I just don't see – I just don't see it. As good as – I think Duke's too much. Yeah. All right, I want to go to the South region. That's where Virginia is the one seed and Tennessee is the two. That sounds good. All right. So, on my end here, um, as far as upsets, I have – Gardner-Webb, right? Yeah. No. uh, I have have UC Irvine beating Kansas State. Kansas State's going through a couple injuries. UC Irvine, um, they have some big men. They're a little bit older. It's the thing about these small, like, mid-major schools. A lot of times they have a lot more, like, senior experience there. And I just see them beating Kansas State is a little bit depleted um, and getting through that first round. Um, Also, I have Villanova upsetting Purdue in the second round. That's not, like, a huge upset or anything like that, but – I, th- I think a lot of people have Villanova making an early exit. The Gales. The St. Mary's Gales. You have St. Mary's beating Nova? I do, because they share the same team name as my last name. So, go St. Mary's. That's cute. I don't see any Team Schaefer's in the in the field. You know, yeah, Team Schaefer had a rough season here, so they're not in it. All right, Cam, what do you see so- happening here? All right, so this is a very slow section of the bracket. I don't really care for any of these teams. Um, I have no faith in Virginia. I've never had faith in Virginia. I don't think they're going to do very well. I have Kansas State versus Tennessee in the Elite Eight for this bracket. Wow. I have I have Virginia playing Kansas State in the Sweet 16, and I have Villanova playing Tennessee in the Sweet 16. Okay. Um, I have Old Dominion over Purdue. Okay, that's a good. I don't have 
similar to how I have no faith in Virginia, I have no faith ever in Purdue. So, have that as the upset for this side of the bracket. And I think Tennessee is going to make their way out of this South Division. I have Tennessee coming out of this as well. Mark, what do you think? I know you have St. Mary's over Nova in the first round. Anything else to note here? I have Oregon in my Sweet 16 as well. Okay. Hey. Um, they're a 12 seed. They were really hot at the end of the year, and they won their conference championship last week. So teams like that are usually hot in March at first. But I think Virginia is right. going to slow the, their explosive offense down. And um, because I don't see any UMBCs in this bracket this year, so – I think it's going to be um, Virginia, Tennessee in the um, Elite Eight with Tennessee winning again. Mm. I, so we're all the same? So we all have Tennessee here. We all have Tennessee coming out of the That's South? so boring. I'm disappointed. We are boring. All right. Do you want to go down to the West? Yes, sir. All right. Um, I actually have all chalk in the first round, which is weird. You're nasty. Yeah. Um, I have Michigan winning this region overall. I have them beating Buffalo in the Sweet 16 mm-hmm. to get to the Elite Eight, where they'll meet Florida State, and they'll beat them to go to the Final Four. Um, okay. Yeah, I have Florida State upsetting Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Besides that, it's chalky here. Like, the first – Going into the Sweet 16, besides Buffalo, it's 1-2-4. And then Buffalo, who's a 6, I have upsetting Texas Tech. Right. That's a hot pick, I think. Yeah. People want that. As good as Texas Tech is, I think Buffalo is this trendy. Absolutely. Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. What do you like about Buffalo? Shoot the three well. A lot of experience. They've been here before. They were ranked in the top 25 all year. I think they have 30 wins, 31 wins. They're 31 and three. Yeah. That plays well. Um, they score 70. They, sorry. They score 85 points a game. They beat Syracuse by 12 earlier this year. I don't know. I okay. just really think they can get this done. Mm-hmm. Okay. What'd you say, Mark? Um, I'm not on the Buffalo bandwagon. Um, I'm a big Texas Tech fan. I saw a couple of their games while I was at the gym this this semester, and they can play okay. lights out defense. Okay. And okay. you know, it wins you championship, not offense, defense. So t- Texas 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 Tech's going to roll in this bracket, and they're going to go to their first elite eight or first final four in program history. Well, that's exciting. I like that. That's a good pick. All right. And they also have a ton of experience. Like they've all pl- played there before, and that runs all deep in March. Right. So, go Red Raiders. Yeah. All right. Cam, what did For me, I was very upset in this part of the bracket. I'm just very upset. I like Florida State. Ew. I like Texas Tech. I like Buffalo. I like Marquette, and I like Murray State. And I'm so mad that Marquette and Murray State are playing each other in the That matchup round. sucks, doesn't it? Right? I like both of them to make a run, even though Marquette was trending down at the end of the year. Like, John ja Morant. And then Howard, like, I wanted to see those guys playing. I know. It sucks that they're playing each uh, other. It's going to be awful. I have uh, Murray State winning that game as an upset. I just think John Morant's going to pull one glorious game out mm-hmm. for the dance. Um, I, I have Buffalo and Michigan in the Sweet 16. Gonzaga, Florida State. I have Gonzaga making their way over Michigan in the Elite Eight to get to the final. Okay. 
I'm going to have Florida over Nevada because I think Nevada is a fake state. Nobody <laughs> who lives in Nevada actually exists. They're just projections, and they're not a real team, so they're going to lose. Okay. All right. It's generally tough to win a basketball game when you're a fake Las Vegas. So, uh, I also like Murray State over Marquette. Um, my cousin's a freshman at Marquette. She plays in the band, and she was kind of mad that I didn't pick Marquette, but I like the racers, and I like John Moran. So. Hey, there you go. Zach, who'd you pick in that game? I picked Marquette, so I guess I'm in the minority here. Yeah, have fun losing. All right. Uh, Want to go Midwest here? Yes. Yeah, it's right. the only one left. Yep. North Carolina is the one. Uh, Kentucky's the two. Um, kind of like Duke, I see North Carolina rolling into the Sweet 16. Oh, you're just be Elite Eight, relatively untested. Um, I don't see Iona challenging them. I think Utah State could, um, but uh, North Carolina is going to be too much for them. And then Auburn, I think, is just going to run out of gas when they meet North okay. Carolina in the Sweet 16, and they're just not going to have enough left to take them out. Um, Auburn upsets go. Uh, I've seen Hall over Wofford. Ugh. Is it really an upset? Cam's team. No, Ugh, this is my team. team. I just, I think the Pirates could do some damage, but again, it's very chalky here. Like I, in, in the uh, Elite Eight, I have North Carolina playing Houston. I think Houston mm-hmm. will beat Kentucky to get there, and then I have North Carolina winning. So they'll be the team in the Final Four. Okay. Mark, what do you cool. think? Um, there's also another Gales team in this, in this uh, region, the, the Iona Golden Gales from Ohio. But I didn't pick them over North Carolina. I wanted to. Do it. My, my heart said yes, but my brain said no. Um, Damn. So, listen to your stupid brain. And I hate that I did this for this bracket, but I, I picked every higher or every lower seed to win. Um, I hate that I did that. I never do that because it's March and I like underdogs, but I did it. So, um, and then the the team that I have kind of going far is Iowa State. I was talking to my dad last night about them, and he's taking them to his final four. Part of the reason because he's from that state, but also he loves just everything about the state of Iowa and their teams. And but. I have them losing to uh, Kentucky in the Sweet 16, and then I have UNC, Kentucky, in my lead eight, and then I really hate to do this again, but I have Carolina as my sole one seed in the Final Four. All right. I don't want to do that, but... Mark, you know, you you sound like a Yankees fan just like that. Picking all these. I didn't pick Duke like he did. Yankees fan, doesn't he? I did pick Duke. What? Mark does sound like a Yankees fan, doesn't he? Not as much of a Yankees fan as you, Zach, so don't try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not going to call this pod Mark Likes the Yankees? No. no, it, no and you'll see why later you know, on. Uh, do you know what we're going to call this pod? I'm, gonna, I'm about to tell you. What are we going to call it? Wofford to we're the Final Four. Fletcher McGee is going dancing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Midwest is my favorite part of this brand. Who's Fletcher McGee? <laughs> Fletcher McGee. You don't know who Fletcher McGee is, Mark? No, I thought it was like Mr. Bagoo, but that's not. Let me paint you a picture, all right? It's like, he's like a semi-lean, white college kid, looks kind of like a bum, wears number three, plays for Wofford. Zach Schaefer? 
bleeding. No, he's Camden if without the beard. <laughs> he is the he is Wofford's leading scorer. This is oh my god, I'm so excited to see him play. <laughs> um, I'm so I watched like an hour of his highlights today. Oh, all right, god. he does look like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This brings me so much joy. All right. So in the Midwest, um, I have North Carolina playing Utah State in the second round, and I have Utah State beating North Carolina. I have Auburn playing Kansas, and Auburn beating Utah State. I have Ohio State playing Houston, and Ohio State beats Houston. And I have Wofford playing Kentucky, and I have Fletcher McGee taking Wofford past Kentucky. So my sweet 16 in this bracket is a, a 8 seed, a 5 seed, an 11 seed, and a 7. That's fun. It is so glorious. If this happens, this will be the most fun part of a bracket of all time. There's nothing that compares. Um, and then I have Auburn versus Wofford in the Elite Eight with Fletcher McGee <laughs> taking Wofford <laughs> to the Final Four. Terry, all right. They are going to the I'm so excited. So you have Fletcher McGee then meeting Tennessee in the Final Four. Yep. Are you taking him to the national championship? I am not. Boo. I, <laughs> I'm taking Tennessee is going to the championship. Yeah. It uh you it know happens. thing. You know what though? Here's the thing. Like look at Wofford, look at Fletcher McGee. Do you know what he did by the end of this season? He passed not one Steph Curry for the most all-time career made threes. Wow. All right, in there. So just like Steph Curry, Fletcher McGee is going to come and take this tournament by storm, but he's going to do better than Steph, and he's going to make the Final Four, and that's going to be an amazing achievement. That would be an amazing achievement. It really would. I mean, that's a tough bracket. Like, he's... They're going to be challenged every game they play. Yes, they will. Yeah. And they're going to come on of every single challenge because they are the Wofford Terriers, led by Fletcher McGee. Your new favorite player. Favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, if you are parents and your last name is McGee and you decide to name your son Fletcher, you have confidence in that son to do something great. That's all I can say. All right. So, can't on the Fletcher McGee train. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, but he does have Tennessee beating them in the final four. And then, who do you, who else do you have? You have Duke and Gonzaga. So, my final four is Duke, Gonzaga, Tennessee, Wofford. All right. Who do you I have, have in the national championship? Tennessee versus Duke. And you are taking? I am taking Zion Williamson. Ew. Eat the Tennessee ball. Ew. going to win 82 to 75. All right. For the NCAA championship. Maybe you're the Yankees fan, not me. You know what? Here's the thing. This is the first likable Duke team of all time. And while I do traditionally hate Duke, I want to see Zion achieve greatness. And I think he can do it. And it's going to be awesome. Can I just ask one question? Yeah. Why did you say likable and Duke in the same sentence? I, you know, it felt weird coming out of my mouth. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Zach, who's right. your final four? Mark, go. I'll ask you first. Okay. Um, I'm, I have uh, Michigan State and Texas Tech meeting up and uh, Tennessee and UNC meeting up in the Final Four. And um, 
just because I wanted UNC out of there, I picked Tennessee to beat them, and I also have Michigan beating Texas Tech. So okay. I have Michigan State versus Tennessee in my final, and I have okay. the Big Ten champion Spartans from Michigan State beating Tennessee right. in the championship, 70 to 66. All right. Izzo sucks. So does Fletcher McGee. Hey, now. Now, that's, that's libel. You leave Fletcher McGee out of it. He's a terrier. Don't talk to him like that. All right. All right, All right Zach, so, I'm going down. My final four, I have Duke, Michigan, Tennessee, North Carolina. Um, Duke's going to beat Michigan. And yep. North Carolina is going to be Tennessee. We're going to get part four in the national championship. Duke's uh-huh. going to win by five. Did you pick and both those teams in the championship? Win the national championship and go off into the NBA and make millions of dollars with Adidas. Hundreds, hundreds of millions of hundreds dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars wearing his Adidas shoes. It's going to be, be awesome. You picked both those teams? I did pick both of those teams. They're the two best teams, in my opinion. They're the two best teams. Just like the Yankees. Just like the Yankees, Zach. <sighs> Speaking of baseball, let's move on from this. Mike Trout got paid. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, I don't want to hear about Trout yet. Can I just say one more? Sure. Thing? Fletcher McGee is going to go off for 40 points every game. All right. Yes, baseball? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mike Trout got paid. Much to Bryce Harper's dismay, Mike mm-hmm. Trout signed a 12-year, $430 million extension. Bella, what was your initial reaction to this news? Initial reaction is that Bryce Harper, who had to wait until after Manny Machado got signed so that Bryce Harper could, you know, compensate for his self-confidence and maybe some things that he's dealing with. It's going to feel so sad. (laughs) It's just going to be so sad. Oh, I feel so bad for Bryce Harper. Um, it sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds. It's gonna be so bad. Uh, I don't know. Kind of a good deal for the Angels. Yeah, like it's weird when we're talking about four hundred and thirty million dollars. Like I looked at, it, I'm like, yeah, that's about right, considering what Harper and Machado were paid. It's like, yeah, four hundred thirty million dollars. That sounds good. Yeah, that's fair. That's the right number. Mark, what was your reaction? I like Mike Trout a lot as a person, but no human being is worth half that amount of money. You know, he's making $36 million per season. Uh-huh. He's making $67,000 per at-bat, which is 6000 more than the median U.S. household annual earnings, according to Wikipedia, which could someone, someone could have changed it, but whatever. Wikipedia is. And he's making $220,000 per game. So when you look at it that way, I think uh-huh. it's just way too much money, and it's disgusting that the sports world is controlled by money. But good for Mike Trout. I'm glad Harper didn't get that much. <laughs> disgusting. Good for Mike Trout. I, Mark. Mark sounds like an anti-capitalist. He really does. Sure. Oh, some fire there. Um, that is. That is. Mark wants to take the system down. Absolutely. Then when conflict arises, I'll be leaning on you guys to do it. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, you good? Mm-hmm. Just right. annoyed. Annoyed? You're just, mad You're, just sad. Mm-hmm. You're just salty because all you Philly fans thought 
My trout's coming in. He grew up close to here. Go Phillies, Philadelphia sports. And he said, nah, I'm going to stay on the West Coast, take my $430 million, and chill, man. So get over it. It's not happening. Ha! Love it. Glad he's not going to Philly. All right, Yankees fan, what do you think? All right, so my reaction to this was, one, yeah, he's worth that much. And my second reaction to this, though, was I just went back and looked at the Angels since Trout's come up. One playoff Mm -hmm. trip in eight seasons. In that one playoff trip in 2014, they got swept by the Royals, who then went and swept our beloved Baltimore Orioles in playing in the World Series. So, um, they the Angels need to figure this out. They have the number seven farm system in baseball. Mm-hmm. They have lots of money. They're getting a new TV deal. Clearly, they have money if they can pay Trout this much. They have Shohei Otani, who's like the unicorn of baseball. They need to figure something out. They need to either build around this farm system, which can help them to retool their current team, or use these guys to go get some other names through trades, free agency, whatever. They need to figure it out because they can't sit here and waste Mike Trout's prime or else the fan base is going to start to get unhappy. That's true. They need to get, they need to get crack-a-lacking. You know what I think, though? I think this, this move to sign Trout to keep him home, you know, technically, like with them, the team he started with, I think they got to do this with their homegrown talent. I think they got a great farm system. I think they're going to build around Trout. I think it's going to be. I think we have a real shot, if I can be optimistic here, at a very wholesome baseball team. Oh, very very well. That sounds nice. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. They're the Angels. Yeah. Wouldn't they be nice? That would be they're nice. All homegrown talent. And they're the little brothers in LA, which is which yeah. kind of cute for them to take out the Dodgers. Be so nice to just look at. They'd be good guys, hopefully. You know, yeah. if we're optimistic about this, this could be wonderful for baseball. It could. It yeah. could. If they figure it out. If they figure it out, I think having pull holes off the books here soon is going to help them too. Oh, for sure. That'll help. That'll certainly help. All right, are we good with Mike Trout? Do we want to move on to talk about our fantasy baseball draft from this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to win. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, all right, we're going to be honest here. We recorded our fantasy baseball draft, which we recorded at uh, our anonymous fact checker's house in an undisclosed mid-Atlantic state. And it, um, yeah, it wasn't very good. It was was hard to follow. It was so bad. We got so focused on drafting that we didn't pay attention to like anything else and there's a lot of like weird quiet spots sound quality isn't great in a service we're trying to make good not our best work nope not our best we were so like we We really did (laughs) and then like we hit record we start drafting we're like wow i don't want to talk right now i want to think um so i guess we could talk about a couple highlights from the draft, which I think it all starts with the build-up to the draft. Um, so mm, yeah. we decided we went bowling, and we decided that the winner of our second bowling match. Wait, wait, wait! We went bowling at a secret government we did. location. That's true. 
polling at a secret government location, and we decide that the winner um, we get the first pick, second gets second, third gets third, etc. So we go, and we get into the second matchup. And I'm feeling good, man. I won our first match. I'm thinking I've got yeah. Mike Trout on my team all locked up, just like Mark and all his thirsty Phillies fans thought. They had Mike Trout locked up in a couple years. I thought I had him. I thought he was mine. And then all of a sudden, a slender creature lurks out from behind me and sweeps him right out of my grasp. It was awful. Woo. So sad. But the bowling matchup was intense. It was tight. Cam, Mark, and I were deeping so it out for a while. Then our anonymous fact checker made a comeback. It came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. There's a sequence where Cam hit a strike, I hit a strike, our anonymous fact checker hit a spare, I think. It was wild. It was yeah, the most insane so. bowling I've ever seen in my life. All the times I've been bowling. Crazy. And then what else? Then after bowling, our draft order was determined. Cam and I actually tied, so we had to do a coin flip. He unfortunately got the second pick which was oh, super yeah. upsetting. I got the third. Mark got the fourth. And then we went back to our fact checker's place, played some wiffle ball, some football. All of us got, like, scars and stuff. I got a busted lip. Yep. Cam scratched his wrist. Mark fell in the mud. Someone bit our anonymous fact checker. It was wild. And then we had pizza rolls and mm-hmm. drafting. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the greatest. It was one of the greatest days. It was such a great day. It was like the perfect day for a twelve-year-old. It really was. It was. it was beautiful. I could not have asked for a better day. It was fun. It was, it nice really to was. See you guys. It's great to be around each other. I miss you guys already. Oh. Oh. That's so nice. Anyways, I listened to the pod today, and they're like, it. It was just we. I don't even know what to do with it. I think there's two clips that I kind of like. I might try to find a way to post them. I'm not sure. It's a what clip. are the clips? <laughs> the one clip is us talking about pizza rolls. It's like our fact checker just made pizza rolls. And we're talking about like what happens when they're too hot. And we're talking about our day. Okay. About like playing outside uh-huh. and stuff. <laughs> for like 45 seconds. And then the last one is uh, Mark's last pick, which I guess I'll let him talk about his last pick in the draft. So I'm sure he's pretty excited about it. I am. He's making $27 million this year. He's so, going to be lights out. And it's not who you think it is. It's no other than first baseman of the Baltimore Orioles, Chris Davis. Yeah. Yeah, he's currently owned by 1.5% of fantasy owners, so watch out for him as a dark horse for AL Comeback Player of the Year. Now, I'm assuming you did this for comedic purposes. What makes you say that? I think it's pretty serious, Zach. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Yankees fans would think it's for fun, but this is all serious. Oh, my God. That's Yankee fan bias. Whatever. I had to take a sip of my LaCroix to calm me down here. Whatever. It's as gross as the Yankees. It's tangerine. It's delicious. We can probably get them to sponsor us if we're nice to them. 
Oh, we can get them to sponsor yeah, maybe. the pod? You never know. Not now, because you guys just trashed on them. Oh. Mm. Eh, you can take yeah, it back. Yeah, start drinking your LaCroix. Nobody believes them. Anyways, um, so what do we want to talk about here? Do we want to talk about like some of our favorite players who we picked up? Talk about who our middle reliever is? Since we have that fun rule, Cam, do you want to explain kind of some of the quirks of our league just to catch our view, I, listeners I up to speed? Let me do it. Um, so we got a four-team league, uh, which means everybody on we are we have stacked teams. Um, now to offset that or to add little quirks to that, here we have our stats. We have pretty traditional for hitting runs, home runs, RBIs, stolen base, average. We have on base plus slugging. And then we have fielding percentage. So you need a balanced um, hitting team. And then for pitching, strikeouts, complete games, which is a fun wild card. Wins, ERA, whip, and then saves plus holds. Because we set up our pitching like this. You have six starting pitchers, and you have three relief pitchers. And one of those relief pitchers has to be a middle reliever. They cannot be a closer or a setup man. And I think that's where we get to have some fun. Very nice. That was a great rundown. I think so. I thought, I thought yeah, that felt pretty good in the show. Um, mad at you, Zach. Uh, really mad at you for picking up the best yeah, in baseball. Yeah, um, I kind of jumped the shark a little bit here. I took him a little bit earlier than I thought I was going to take my middle reliever. But um, What do you think, John? I, uh, I scooped up Josh Hader. <laughs> and it was so, awesome. I'm sounds really like Cam's the hater. Team. He's great. Did you guys – wait, 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 wait. wait. Did you guys hear what, what I said? Do you know what jump the shark means, Zach? What? Isn't it like get ahead of yourself or something like that? No, jump the shark. Okay, so you know that show with like fo- like the fox? Yeah. There was an episode where they literally jumped over a shark. And so the point of that statement is like, oh, it's become unbelievable. Oh, it's gone too far. But did you mean like jump oh, the gun? Oh, yeah, jump the gun. That's... I meant the... Okay, I'm just My bad, sure. my bad. That's the second time I've done this. Dang it. I know. That's Don't correct a narcissist out. like that. I'm not. Oh, my God. No, let's not do that. We have multiple narcissists on this pod. Obviously, we're all narcissists. We have a podcast where we listen to exactly. each other talk. What do you call a group of white guys? A podcast. <laughs> all right. That's a so... I'll go through a couple of players on my own team who I'm really excited to have. And I'll let you two do the same so we can keep the – get rolling with this. Uh, so, obviously, I love the fact that I have Josh Hader. I especially love that I took him away from Cam right as he was going to pick him up. Um, I also love that I have Noah Syndergaard, and I'll talk about why later because the Mets are the third-best team in the NL East. Um, I love that I have Quig because that makes me Mark's arch nemesis because he – has a strong dislike for Yasiel Puig that I don't fully understand. I have Yelich, I have Kane, I have Freddie Freeman who's underrated. And best of all, again, just to get under Mark's skin, I jumped the gun and drafted JT Realmuto a round or two early just so Mark couldn't get him. And so I had the best catcher on in the league, <laughs> which is awesome. So that's what I'm excited about. You sound like more okay. like a narcissist every single um, day. Yeah, this is true. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make Mark go last because I think his team is the most exciting, to be honest and to be fair. 
Uh, on my team, I have Manny Machado. Very happy to pick him up. I have Mookie Betts to pick with that nice second pick that I got over Zach with the coin toss. That made me nice and happy. To have Also, you know what made me really happy about that? Was that I was able to pick Mookie Betts, the great bowler, because of our performance in bowling. And that just was like, oh, this is nice. Um, and then, other than that, I don't know. My team's okay. Got Chris saying. I got Dylan Bundy. We're going to be all right. <laughs> Dylan Bundy. Yikes. All right, Mark. Let's hear it. I love my team. Like, I'm going to win. I know that already. I sound like a narcissist. I know. But I got the whole Phillies outfield of McCutcheon, Herrera, and Hoskins. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're missing, you're missing a Phillies outfielder. Which one? Bryce Harper. Oh, well, uh, he was already off the board by the time it was my turn, so. Wait, Mark, you're missing another one. Couldn't take him. You're missing another one. I don't care. I'm still going to win. He's not going to win. Oh, wait. He's going to be on the Yankees in two years. Ooh. All right. But um, I also have the Aranola, Scherzer, Corbin. I got Carlos Carrasco and Luis Severino and... If you find a better rotation like that in this league, please let me know, but I'm pretty sure I got it. You um, do have the best rotation. I'll give you that. Oh, thanks. That's true. And then I just think my team is a bunch of great individual players, and we're going to win the title this year, and I will not be eating at Waffle House. <laughs> yeah, you can announce that as our bet, sure. Uh, is the fact checker here? There it is. No fact checker. That's no the fact part checker. of every pod when we go to the fact checker and he doesn't say anything. Um, okay, so the bet proposed by the fact checker was that the loser has to go to Waffle House for 24 hours. However, if they eat a waffle, they get to take one hour off of that time. We may have to modify this. But I, but I think that we should do something like that. That does sound pretty fun. It's a walk house is the best place to stay for 24 hours. Can we at least agree that we go and visit each other? Yeah. Oh, for sure. We're going to have to do something to the loser in person. Oh, absolutely. Good. Glad we're on the same page there. We'll look forward to that in, like, October. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So do we want to move on to our... East preview for MLB. Uh huh. Before we, we, the fact checker would like us to check the facts and make sure that we all understand that we found this Waffle House bet on the internet. Apparently, he did. We have to cite all of our facts. Gotcha. Thank Good you. call. Thank you to the anonymous fact checker. You're doing a great job. As hey, fact, how do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This oh. microphone doesn't work. I love it. So awesome. Um, all right, so moving on to our MLB Eastern Division previews. Do you want to start with the American League since the National League East is a little bit more exciting? Mm -hmm. It's more exciting than the American League, but okay, fine, yeah. All right, um, I'll go first, and I'll just get this out of the way. What are you going to say? What are you hmm. Who are you going to pick? Who's your best – who's their thing – best team, Zach. All right, in the American League East, in first place, I have the New York Yankees. Shocker. Oh, my. 
a shocker from the Yankees fans. All right. So the Yankees have built the best bullpen in baseball. Tell us more about your favorite They team. had a great offseason getting Ottavino, DJ LeMahieu, extending Zach Britton, getting James Paxton, just added Gio Gonzalez. And then I think John Carlos Stanton could win the MVP this year. I think he's going to really have a big year for them this year. All right. So then in second, I have the Reds. I know a lot of Yankees team. In the second, I have the Red Sox. They're the defending champ. They have Mookie. They have JBJ. They have Ben Tendy in that outfield. They cover a ton of ground. In the postseason, hits just didn't fall for opposing teams because those three guys are seem to be everywhere all the time. I'm really excited to watch Mookie again this year. He's, I would say he's the second best player in baseball behind Trout. Okay. In third, I have Tampa Bay. Blake Snell really broke out last year. They have that whole bullpenning, sabermetrics, junk. Uh, they're just going to be they're just the third best team in this division because the fourth-place team, Toronto, and the fifth-place team, Baltimore, aren't realistically going to challenge them. Um, no. Toronto, um, everyone's excited to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Obviously, yeah. the dude's a beast. Um, I think a big thing for them this year that they need to figure out is, is Marcus Stroman a part of the future? I think they're really waiting for him to kind of establish himself as like a Cy Young caliber pitcher. And he really just hasn't proven much yet throughout like an extended, like entire season. Right. And then in fifth place is my beloved Baltimore Orioles. Um, they're, they're going to be bad. They're going to be, they're so going to be bad. really bad. And um, I really hope that anyone who's worth anything gets traded early on so we can continue to uh, get some pieces for this rebuild. Um, already, I have a couple questions, though. Like, why is Austin Hayes being optioned to AAA already? Is it just that they have another year of player control? Like, to me, the fact that Joey Rickards probably going to be starting in right field on opening day is absolutely ridiculous to me. But I'm not in charge. What do I know? I just do a podcast with my friends. I guess I'm not an expert. But, um, yeah, O's are going to be bad, but I'm still going to watch almost all their games. And we're going to go to a bunch of games because the tickets will be really cheap. So let's get ready for that. I'm so ready to have fun at the O's games again. I I, I am excited to get back to the yard and watch the young guys. That that will be fun. Yes. All right. Cam, you want to go next? Let me do it. All right, American League, here we go. The Red Sox are going to win this division. Uh, I think it's pretty clear. I think they have a great team, and they're going to do it again, and they're, they're going to win the division. The Tampa Bay Rays are going to come in third or in second. The Rays will come in second. I think they will overachieve this year. Um, let's see. What? There's some other teams. Oh, there's that New York team. What's that name again, Zach? That team that you like? The Mets? No, no, no. The, the New York team that you like oh, so much you picked them to yeah, win this division. Oh, right. You like them so much. Um, so the Yankees will come in third. Blue Jays in fourth. And then the Orioles will not win more games than the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> Remember earlier we thought about, oh, they're not going to win more games than the Warriors? They're not going to win any more games than the Milwaukee no, Bucks. they won't. No chance. I hope they steal a lot of bases. Oh, I hope so, too. I hope they steal bases. I hope they punt. 
I hope they make lots of dramatic plays because they're young and athletic. But they're they're yep. they're not going to win many. It's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. All right. Let's all right. Um, I was busy all day doing some research and thinking with my head on my drive down to Baltimore, and I wrote some notes down about what I want to do for each team. So um, I'm going to go with the Red Sox in first place. Two, one, two word question: Why not? Uh, they have a loaded roster. Mookie's going to win the MVP again. I love Alex Cora, their manager, but they need bullpen help. And with the Falcon, Craig Kimbrell gone, they need to sign someone soon. Because speaking of bullpens, a team from New York that won't be disclosed has another loaded roster and is loaded particularly in the bullpen. So they're a team that nobody in the playoffs wants to face if they're trailing in the late innings, unfortunately. The Rays are next. Um, They really broke out last year, and um, I think they're definitely going to finish over 500 again. But they just don't have the talent to be above the Yankees or Red Sox, unfortunately. I really wish they were. Uh, the Blue Jays are next. I hate this team. Never will like them, but I do love Vlad Jr. Um, I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year this year, and he's going to be just as good, if not better, than his father was in the pros in, by the end of his career. Cool. Um, I don't know much about the rest of their roster, but I don't really care either. And then last place, I really want to put them in fourth place, but I couldn't find a reason why. I'm looking at their stadium right now from the library at school. Um, the Orioles are going to be in last place. They'll lose a hundred, they'll, they'll be losing a hundred games, and if they don't, that'll be some kind of accomplishment. You know, um, they should they should celebrate and parade down Baltimore if they lose ninety nine or less games. So I'm also looking. Let's go for. I'm also looking forward to the cheap tickets and going to a lot of games and watching the young guys shine. Awesome. All right, Mark. Yeah. Do you want to kick us off for the NL East, too, since that's the uh, home division of your favorite team? I sure do. This took up three post-it notes because they're the most – this had been the most thoughts with it, and there's the most toss-up and whatever. So first place, not the Phillies, the Braves. Uh, they're my pick to win the NL East this year because they have a – Loaded offense. They have a young and talented pitching staff. Um, I'm excited to watch um, what Kevin Gosman can do in Atlanta, what Nick Marquez can do in Atlanta, what Darren O'Day can do in Atlanta. You get the point. No Orioles reunion in Atlanta, so go Braves. I didn't just say that, did I? But oh well. Um, next, we got the Phillies. Um, my second wild card pick this year. Despite the excitement with Bryce Harper signing and um, everything, there's still a ton of questions on this roster, especially in the rotation, mm-hmm. beyond Aaron Nola and Jake Arrieta. Um, Arietta had a losing record this year, last year, so he has to improve. And then I just don't think Velasquez, Pavetta, and Eflin are – they're decent, but they're not going to get you there. Um, they need another arm quick. So until that happens, I don't see them winning the NL East. They also are – Pretty. Um, they have an okay bullpen, but they still haven't decided on who's going to be starter yet. Uh, Gabe Kapler the other day said he might have a platoon out there and closer, which doesn't seem like it's going to work out very well. You know. Mm-hmm. So then third place, the Nats. Um, even without Bryce Harper on their team, I still don't like them. 
Um, they definitely have a more balanced rotation than the Phillies do, but I will never pick them over the Phillies. So. Mets are next. Um, they'll disappoint. They disappoint every year, and this year won't be any different. Degrom, uh, I think he's going to be a, have a great year, but he's just going to be sick of being on a losing team and a team that won't score for him. So he's going to demand a trade by the deadline, and he'll be on the Phillies by early July. And then, last but not least, the team that's never won the NL East in their 24-year history, the Marlins. I'm excited to. Wait, What's that? Nope, never? they've won two titles in their 23-year history, but never as an NL East champion. Huh. Good fact. Huh. That's a nice um, fact. They lost 98 games a year ago, and I'm really excited to see them and the Orioles face off against each other to see who will have the worst record in baseball. Mm. So that, that's my chapter book for you, for your, your answer for you. So what do you guys think? That was, that was thorough. That was nice. You want to Cam? Uh, yeah, let me do my picks. I mean, I am basically going to fall in line with Mark. I think the Braves are going to win this division. You know, they, it's basically the ex-Orioles. So, there we go. Um, Phillies are going to come in second. I think they're going to be real close with the Braves. Um, so, I think that's going to be exciting. I have the Nationals in third. Uh, I think they're going to do worse than last year, but they're going to come in third. Maybe 81-81. Year. Maybe 82-82. Um, Mets in fourth. Shortly behind them, and then the Marlins and Phillies. All right. Yeah. All right, I'll go. Um, I'll take. I'm going to take the Phillies to win this division because they have to win. Okay. It. Why? Uh, after the moves they made this offseason, it was very much we're going to go win now. I think that's mm-hmm. going to force their hand right around the trade deadline. Um, it's not going to be Degrom. But they're going to have to go get a starting pitcher at the deadline because they have to win this division this year. I think, I think okay. that's going to be their mindset going into this thing. They're going to do everything they can to win this thing, and I think they're going to just have just enough to pull it out. In second place, I have the Nationals. Um, we talked about how great their pitching staff is. They have Scherzer, who's the best pitcher in baseball, and um, – they also have Strasburg, if he can stay healthy, Patrick Corbin, those guys. They're, they have a formidable pitching staff. And then they also have Juan Soto and Victor Robles, the two young guys roaming around the outfield. I'm excited to watch them play. In third place, I have the New York Mets. They're going to be pushing the Nationals and the Phillies all year long because, like the Nationals, they have a great pitching staff. They have DeGrom. They have Syndergaard. They have Zach Wheeler, and I think Steven Matz is finally going to live up to at least a little bit of his billing. I think they're going to be able to challenge those two teams. I think the additions of Cano and Wilson Ramos is really going to help. And then Ioannis Cespedes, if he can stay healthy when he comes back, I think the Mets can legitimately make a run at this division. I just think they're going to come up short and finish in third place. In fourth, the young Atlanta Braves, growing pains, um, Acuna's going to have a big year. Ozzy Albies is fun. They have all the old O's with Marcakis, Gosman, O'Day, yada, yada, yada. But I just don't see them making a serious run at this division. I think they'll keep it close. Like, I don't see these four teams separated by more than, like, eight games or something like that. Like, it's going to yep. be tight. Um, I think yeah. they're, they're going to wear out in the end. 
And then the Marlins are an absolute dumpster fire. They'll be the worst team in this division by far, not even close. Cool. All right. Right. I like our picks. I feel pretty good. I'm sorry. The NL East is going to be the fun. The NL East is going to be fun. The National League is really going to be fun. All three divisions are pre- going to be pretty competitive, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of good teams out there. I. It's going to be tight throughout the year. That wild card race is going to be exciting. That's going to be bouncing around a lot. Because like if the divisional races are going to be this tight, then the wild cards are going to be even tighter. So I'm excited to keep on that throughout the year. Me too. Yeah. All right, boys. We're running out of time here, so we want to move on to our weekly predictions. Yeah, we sure do. Let's see the week. We've been running on. My All goodness. right. I'll go first. Um, so my weekly prediction for this week, um, I really need a win here because Dallas Keuchel did not get signed. That means I'm over three right now. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Um, so my weekly prediction, a little bit more bold, is that one of the one or two seeds in this tournament will be bounced by the opening weekend. I don't have this oh, in my bracket, one. but I think that one of them is going to go down. Um, gonna be potential victims. Gonzaga could fall to Syracuse because Syracuse always finds a way to win like one or two games in this tournament because of their 2-3 zone. Even though Nevada's not real, I couldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if they knocked out Michigan. And then this is going to get Cam excited. Either Seton Hall or the Fletcher McGee-led Wofford could knock off Kentucky. Any of those three games, if one of those one or two seeds went down, I would not at all be surprised. Okay. All right, so that's my weekly prediction. I hope it comes true because I love the chaos, and I really want to be right once. I need to get on the board. Okay. That would be nice for you. It really would. It would really help my uh, my ego. Huh. All right, so speaking of basketball, my prediction also stays in March Madness. My prediction is that there will be at least four double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16. I got 11-seeded Belmont, 12-seeded Liberty, 12-seeded Murray State, and 12-seeded Oregon. So I'm counting on you, mid-majors in Oregon. Don't make me wrong. Okay, I like that. That's That's a bold one. See, that makes bold. Ooh. I was, you know, I was just going to go with my prediction just being that Wofford, you know, makes that run to the Sweet 16 on the back of Fletcher <laughs> McGee. Um, I believe it's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction difficult, you know, this, and also the fact that Mark and I are going to be bold with our predictions will help our Yankee fans, Zach, maybe catch up. Um, I'm going to go with Belmont and Wofford are both going to make the Sweet 16. Both of those two teams will make it. I like it. That's Very nice. It's going to happen. The Bears and the Wofford Terriers. <laughs> I just have zero faith in the Terps. So. Sorry, an honest oh, yeah. fact checker. Just wear your slippers with pride, but they're not going to win. All right. Since we mentioned, all of us mentioned our uh, NCAA uh, predictions as our weekly predictions. Guys, enter our tournament mm-hmm. challenge. ESPN, you can find the link on our Facebook page. Or you can search our like right intramural now. star. Get in on this thing. See if you can beat us. Guys, have any other hype yeah. to add to this, or is it just all there? There's uh, five other people in it, it not including it, us. So, Jaden Wright's pretty competitive, so you might want to beat her. 
Oh, Jade's in there? Yeah, Jade's in there. Coop's in there. Matt Mayer's in there. I uh, think that's Jake Pouton. Yeah, I think so. And and then my cousin's okay. in it just because I sent him the wrong league link. But, hey, he was just as interested. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, there's, like, two unknowns in there. Like, Boomer's bracket. On that's my dad. cousin. Uh, that's, your, that's your cousin? Yeah. He's, like, oh, 14. My dad, I just put my dad's in there. I was helping him fill one out for work, and I added him to our group. <laughs> He's going to lose. Yeah, he has. He has no chance. His bracket's a little rough. He is, <laughs> he is young and hip, though. Yeah. All right. So, so we're going to do for our shout-outs this week. Any specific t- people other than Fletcher McGee? Shout-out to Fletcher McGee, my guy. Fletcher McGee, yo, good luck. Okay, this is when your legend can be made. If you make it a run with Wofford, your name will be forever remembered. You will never have to buy a drink near Wofford ever again for the rest of your life. <laughs> also, shout-out to Toronto, Bill Simmons. Please buy us out. All right. All right. Zach, what's your shout-out? Um, you know what? I'll give my weekly shout-out to our anonymous fact-checker and his lovely lady, Grace, beginning their next chapter together. <laughs> I'm really excited for them. We had a great weekend there. And he was really excited for her to come into town. I, I think that's where my shout-out's going this week. To our anonymous fact-checker, <coughs> Ken and Grace. And his anonymous lady. And his anonymous lady, whose name we said several times. Whose name is <laughs> All right. I had three shout-outs for this week. One of them was the anonymous fact-checker for having us last weekend. It was an amazing time. Now I feel like a jerk, guys. God <laughs> Number two, the Toy Story 4 trailer came out yesterday. I saw it on TV. Looks like a dope movie, just like the first three. I can't wait to go by myself and watch it in theaters with a bunch of kids. And, and three, shout-out to the Champagne of Beers, Miller High Life. That's a great shout-out. <laughs> buy us out, Miller Beer and Co- Brewing Company. That would be nice. So. All right, fellas. You'll never have to buy another one of those if you go to the final four. Like would never have to buy another high life in his life if they went to the final four. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas. This is now our longest <laughs> podcast ever. We could hit an hour if we wouldn't get cut off. Hope you're still listening, viewers. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. We'll see you next week. Go Fletcher. See you next week. Go there. Go on. Peace. Bye.